Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and this is episode 31 of One Slide at a Time, where I'm going to take one slide from one of my previous talks or a conference presentation and do a deep dive. So let's get right to what our topic at hand is. Let's talk about acceptance criteria. And first of all, I'm going to start by saying what acceptance criteria is not. And in the context of user stories, where you're taking a piece of functionality, um, looking at it from the user's perspective, that's why it's a user story, um, and using the, the very common framework of as a I want so that, um, and, and when we really kind of peel that back, that's basically making sure that you include in your story who is benefiting from this, who's the primary actor, whose perspective, that's the who, and then the what, what are they trying to do or what are they going to be able to accomplish uh, based on this user's story. And the why, the so that part is the why, it's the business value. So I basically gave you a recap of the user story. Now imagine the, that you're using an index card because in the uh, early days of Agile, user story was written on an index card, a standard size index card, not one the super size, because it was intended to be brief. In, in all reality, the those simple three components of the who, what, and the why um, was really only supposed to be a placeholder. I really discourage people from referring to it as requirements because you haven't even specified anything. You're just saying, this is what this user has asked for as uh, requested, um, and it's a placeholder to go in the backlog for a future conversation. And you all may remember or um, have heard me talk about the three C's. So the card referring to the index card, it being a placeholder for future conversation, that's the second C, card, conversation, and the third part, confirmation. Now we're finally talking about acceptance criteria. The third C and the three C formula is confirmation. How do I verify or validate that this user story is acceptable? It meets the minimum uh, necessary requirements in order to say that this story is complete, it's done, it's delivered. So what are those, those factors? So that's when you kind of flip it over to the back side of the card and it's still intended to be very brief. Acceptance criteria isn't supposed to be a complete specification. It's supposed to just sound like kind of the, the validation. And so for some people, it's a few bullets and, and when you get 
too many bullets, you start knowing, hey, the story's getting a little bit heavy. We're not just now talking about the MVP of the story. Now we may have to start even splitting some of the acceptance criteria out and moving it over into another story. Now, for some still struggling with acceptance criteria, it's always easy when you have some type of framework, some type of template that kind of cues you, um, and then you can just kind of fill in the, the blanks. And there you have, um, you, you feel more comfortable when you're given some guidelines. So several years ago, the what is known as the given when then, it's the Gherkin method. And gherkin, like the, the pickles, but G-H-E-R-K-I-N, the gherkin method, is what where the given when then was developed. And basically what you're doing is stating acceptance criteria as scenarios. So given some type of criteria, when certain things are in place, it might be some type of data trigger, then here are the expected results. And so when you're looking and taking your acceptance criteria and you're breaking those out, you're coming up with several different given when then scenarios. And given when then can get complicated because you can get have a given win, and you might have not just one criteria, but two or three or four. And quite honestly, I've seen Gherkin statements that end up being 20, 30, 40 lines, just very long and verbose. Now, some people feel like the complexity is necessary based on the system that they were building. And the Gherkin method actually helped just to organize it because that is a, a, a fact that when you're trying to look at different scenarios, if there are multiple contributing factors, then in order to make sure you don't miss a scenario and therefore miss a requirement, having this uniform way of writing it out and then be able to look at each of those criteria and just change one to see how it impacts the scenario and therefore the outcome is a great visual tool. I've seen the Gherkin where it's just written out and each scenario is its own kind of paragraph or I've seen Gherkin where it's in a spreadsheet where you have columns that say given, when, then, and you're writing out one scenario after another. Gherkin has a lot of positives, but Gherkin also for some groups and teams can be very heavy. There's other ways to also write acceptance criteria. This isn't the, the end all. It 
became popular because it did lend itself to also translating into test cases and test scenarios. So the that makes a lot of testers very happy. I've also heard very positive things about the Gherkin format lending itself to writing automated test scripts as well. So there's a lot of good to be said about Gherkin, but if you're looking for quick and simple and your particular environment and tool lends itself to something that is very simple, then I've seen teams in an effort to have some lightweight uniformity, they use ability statements. So in the acceptance criteria, basically it just starts with the word ability or to have the ability to. So that user needs to have the ability to enter data, have the ability to verify their user ID, have the ability to reset their user ID, have the ability. So you list out all of the abilities that should be the result of this user story. And going back to what acceptance criteria is not, the it is not a list of the work items or the tasks that need to be done to complete the user stories. That's probably the biggest mistake that I see is people think that the front of the card is enough to describe the requirements. So the as a, I want, so that statement describes what's needed. And so you flip it over to the backside and the backside just will be you saying, I need to do a database call. I need to uh, write a script. I need to create the interface. See how those are tasks and not telling you what is the capability or the ability that we're giving the user as the result of this story. So I know I've given you again, in a nutshell, um, at least two, probably even three different ways of how to approach acceptance criteria. But the most important thing is, is again, identifying, really laying down the hooks for the test team. They should be able to look at the acceptance criteria and know what they're going to test. And therefore, when you are reviewing your stories, when you're refining the stories, I want to make sure that testers are speaking up. If they don't have what they need in the acceptance criteria, if it's not clear what they should be able to do once the story is delivered to them for testing, then they have an obligation to speak up to the team and say, we need to refine the acceptance criteria. And oftentimes what that translates into, you have something very ambiguous. That's something that everyone needs to be vigilant on the whole 
15 to be careful about words that just identify a grand or a large scope of abilities, but there's not really a way to pinpoint and test it. If someone says, let's say, need to be able to quickly enter information, the question is, what is quickly? Quickly based on whose criteria? Quickly without making sure that we're entering all of the required information? Are we going to sacrifice one need for the other? And if it's quickly or quicker, by comparison to what? What is it today? And therefore, what is a reasonable amount for reducing that time frame? And what are we willing to give up to reduce that time? So, I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you got some new insight or it helped just to confirm maybe some of the tools and techniques that you're already using. But stay tuned. There will be a lot more. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and I thank you for joining.